you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Welcome to episode 28 of I Cry in Corners. Before I jump into this episode, I have some exciting news. Uh, this fall, I don't know if you've heard or if you've seen on Instagram, but I'm actually touring with Creative Church and um, for the Creative One Days. Um, let me explain a little bit about this because it's it's kind of exciting. I'm really stoked about it. We're coming to a city near you. Uh, me, uh, the amazing Nick Goodner, and some other epic creatives, and we're going to talk about creativity in the church and the world and how you can be a part of it and what you're already doing, and um, it's going to be pretty much amazing. <laughs> so make sure you bring your teams, you share uh, with everyone, because we want to be able to build an environment that builds you up. And it's not just for people in creative jobs, for you guys listening. It's for people in ministry, people in leadership, people who want to tap into what God is doing creatively to bring kingdom solutions to your world. Okay, Chadi, why are you telling this? Well, because this is me inviting you and your team and your friends, and um, I want you to write a couple things down. First things first, uh, here are the cities that we're going to, so you guys that are listening. um, So we're heading out to Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, Fort Worth, Texas, Orlando, Florida, and Destin, Florida. Um, Also, only today, only today, Friday, March, what is it, the 22nd, tickets are going to be on sale for $45. That's the cheapest they're going to be this whole time. So today only. So make sure you go after you're done listening to the podcast. I'm sure we're going to talk about it um, on Instagram. It's going to be all over the place, but we do not want you to miss it. So make sure you pick up your tickets at creativechurchcrtvchurch.com forward slash events and get your ticket today because I want to see you there. I want to give you an awkward high five and a hug and um, yeah. Yeah, so our creative one days are um, actually open now for, um, yeah, like what's it called? Registration? Yeah. I want you to be there. It's going to be amazing. I'm really excited about it. And I know that the Creative Church fam is really excited about it. So we can't wait to see you at a city, at a city or one of those cities. How about that one? Okay. Well, anyways, back to episode 28. Yeah, this is why they shouldn't ask me to say anything because I don't know how to say things apparently. Um, So this should be real fun. You guys make sure to come. I'll have lots of inappropriate things to say. Anyways, well, we only have two more episodes left of this season, um, and to be quite honest, uh, this is making me a little sad, as this has been like my favorite season so far. I just can't believe that I've been able to do this. I'm so thankful to the Creative Church fam and everybody who's been involved in that we've come this far so far. It's, um, it's kind of humbling. If you're just jumping into season three, we've been talking about the kingdom, what it is, how you fit into it, and the things that aren't really a thing and so that you can focus on the things that matter the most. Here are the biggest takeaways you got to know so far. First things first, uh, the kingdom is real and thriving, and you're a part of it. Quitting isn't a thing. Busyness isn't a thing. The fast track, not a thing. Entitlement, nope. Greatness, your voice, none of those things are a thing. But perseverance, abiding the process, faithfulness, goodness, and our creator. They are things. And today we're knocking out another thing that is not a thing. And uh, today we're going to talk about how standards... Um, values, boundaries, um, they define us. And if you have them and you don't waver from them, you'll find yourself living a life that is 
set apart. Set apart sounded real sexy word these days as everyone's really super duper inclusive and great. And um, hopefully I don't offend a whole lot of people today as that's never my heart's desire. But I do believe that we've been called to live a life that is set apart, um, not causing division, not not building community, but set apart. Jesus was set apart, yet he was still um, still love. He literally embodied love and everything that he did. He lived sacrificed, but he yet but he was set apart. The things that he said, the things that he did, um, they were very, very uh, counterculture to the time in which he lived. You know, Leviticus 11.44 says, For I am the Lord God, your God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. And you shall not make yourselves unclean with any of the swarming things that swarm on the earth. And then in the New Testament, 1 Peter 1.15 says, But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. That's always been a real hard thing for me to like, God, how do you expect me to be holy? I'm, I'm living in a world that's full of sin and I am have a sinful nature. And I look at the life of Jesus and how he was able to still become a man and still be God and still be able to set himself apart. So Chadi, what are you trying to say? Simply, you are called to be more than what you are. And if I guess I had to title this today, I'm going to say trendiness is not a thing. Being set apart is Trendiness is not a thing. Guys, the kingdom is not a fad. It's a movement. It's uh, God's heart for the world for to see heaven on earth, to see all the things that he's wanted, when even on his mission here on earth, to see those things played out in our lives. And it's, it's not a fad. It's not something that's cool because we do it for a cool sake. We do it because people need Jesus. But before I jump into this, and um, I think you should know that I'm super black and white. Like as a person... Um, who is just, it, I don't know if you've just got on to this podcast for the very first time. I'm super duper black and white in my thinking. Um, I know that that can be weird for some people. So um, some people, I guess, are not. But um, as a creative, it's it's been really hard for me because I see things a certain way. And But if you haven't been for me with me for too long and never got that vibe, that's good. I've worked really hard not to make people not feel included in the things that I said. Um, but for those who have been with me since the launch, you'll know that I don't waver from the things I believe are good and right and true. Instead, I hold on to them and I hold on to them tightly. And in a world where truth is super flimsy, I want to solidify the importance of being a kingdom person. A kingdom person. I mean a person with integrity, a person with principles, a person that isn't afraid to be set apart. Like those verses that I read, who isn't afraid of a little holiness. You know, I always say that God's not a, what is it, a one night stand God. He's a, a God of covenant. And God doesn't, God, covenant's not an easy thing. It takes sacrifice. It takes Oh my God, I was reading in the Old Testament today the things that they did when people were in covenant and the things that they did when they fell out of covenant. And, you know, and then I was reading in Jeremiah. This is all in Jeremiah, by the way, what I was reading today. And I think it was Jeremiah 34 and, and how when they broke a covenant, like it was like death. And like Jesus was super upset at the, um, <clears throat> at the people. I think it was in Jerusalem. Was it Judah was about to be taken over by Nebuchadnezzar? Anyway, I read a lot of the Old Testament. I like the Old Testament. I love the prophets. Um, but one of the things that he said, God was like really upset. So he sends Jeremiah to go talk to them. And Jeremiah says, you know, pretty much in a nutshell, because you weren't obedient, you lost my protection. And the last thing I want in my life and the last thing I want in your life is that here we are, we're called to be set apart. We're called to live out Jesus into the world. And yet we choose not to. And what happens is as a result, we lose, we lose his hand on our life. And I don't want to go anywhere where he's not. And I don't want to move or say anything that maybe he's not Definitely, not maybe, he's not a part of. Even these podcasts, 
before I even turn the microphone on, before I even start, I kind of look at the mic every time and I say, God, I'm just a steward because this is not my podcast. This is God. This was God's idea. I'm not cool enough to come up with this kind of stuff. So how do you become a kingdom person that's set apart? You set standards, um, loving boundaries, and you have core values. Write it down. Standards, boundaries, and values. Standards mold us. Boundaries safeguard us. Values define us. Those are three things you need if you really want to be a kingdom person that's not trendy, but yet a person that's set apart. This doesn't mean that you don't love people or care for them or accept them. It means you're not going, hmm, it means you're not going to change regardless of what people say to you. You're not around to accommodate people's feelings. I think we do that a lot nowadays. We're real worried about what people are going to say. So not that we don't love them or not that we're not careful with our words, but we do things to accommodate feelings instead of to push people forward. And if Jesus was in the business of accommodating feelings, he wouldn't have rebuked Peter. He wouldn't have told Martha that Mary was actually in the right. He wouldn't have called out that guy with the coin in the temple. I'm going to talk about that story today, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Jesus was an epic example of this. And if I've learned anything in these last couple weeks writing these podcasts is that if you can just give people Jesus, Jesus does the work. And if you give people your perception of Jesus, you got to do the work. And I'm not in the business of doing the work. I'm in the business of just watching him do the work and me humbly follow. So I'm going to give you what I got in my prayers that you go and you read your Bible for yourself and see what you get out of it. But I promise you, if you want to be a true person who is totally doing not only work for the kingdom, but the kingdom's working in you, you got to have standards, boundaries, and values. In this day and age, everything is relative and gray. And you can trigger people with their feels and everything. <sighs> so my way to combat all that jazz is to teach about the only model of love that I know, which is Jesus. Because love fueled by the king of kings, the king and his kingdom, it actually fills the gaps that we can't. So guys, I cannot waver from this message of love. I will not. And this message of the kingdom, because the king of kings is... He's the one that named us and loved us in the darkness of our mother's wombs, and he deserves all of our attention. He deserves to be more than a fad. He deserves to be more than a trend. And all of our admiration and my prayers that these messages, all these not a thing things will then really just push you to love him in the same manner that he loves you. We need people who are just not filling labels, who are not just trendy good people or trendy Christians or trending, I'm super accepting or I'm super spiritual. No, we need image bearers of the living God on earth. We don't need people filling labels. We need people being image bearers of the living God of love on this earth because standards are gone, boundaries are offensive, and values seem to be foundational as the sand. So today I want to challenge you yet again at this time. I want you to assess whether you are as solid in your values and in your boundaries or in your standards as you think you are. Chatty, what do you mean? Gosh, I'm talking about the kingdom, right? Okay, so, well, kingdom people have standards that they live by, boundaries that don't waver and values that help guide them along. So I'm going to give it to you just like I have it and how I see it, and hopefully you understand. For me, standards are like the road to kingdom living. So my road that I stay on in order to be a kingdom person are my standards. I get my standards from Luke 10, 27, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love people. That's my standard. I, do, I don't stray from that. That's what guides me, loving God with all I am, loving people with all that I am. And as, as, as a result, I tend to experience rest because I'm no longer striving to try to live something and do something and have a standard that really is not mine. 
And if I stay on the road that matters, I stop striving and trying to finish races that are never meant for me. So my standard of living has nothing to do with things, but loving God and loving people. And so I change how I speak to people and how I work and how I love my family. And I try to use Luke ten twenty seven as my standard because if God is first and my love is focused on my creator, then in response, how I love will be like my creator. So when I say, do you have standards? I would say, do you love God and love people? Well, yeah, Chadi, I do. But can people tell that with the way that you speak, with the way that you walk, with your actions and your thought life and the things that you do? I would even say in the things when you're hidden. When no one else is around, is that really a standard or is it a standard in front of people? Because if it's not a standard in private, it's not a standard. It's a facade. Boundaries. My boundaries are my map. So if my standard is my road, this is the map. My boundaries, the things that I have, uh, my map to keep them living, I base them off of Psalms 4, 23. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. My boundaries protect me, guys. So I in, everything I ingest, the good, the right, the true, as a result, I experience peace. Because what happens is when I stop trying to um, let people, people overwhelm me or my life overwhelm me, my boundaries, this thing that guards my heart, it keeps me at peace. And if I'm wise and I read my map, I thrive on the road. Chadi, what the heck are you talking about? Look, this verse literally tells us to guard our heart. That everything we do will flow from it. So I base my boundaries of my life based on what will protect my heart. So as I'm trying to find my boundaries, I go, what will protect my heart? So I guard what I ingest. Chadi, what does that mean? The people I surround myself with, the things that I say, um, the things that I watch, the things that I listen to. Um, Sometimes, dude, I can't even watch the news because it just hurts my heart. Look, I haven't mastered this. I'm not perfect at this, but I try and I press through. And when I fail, I try again because boundaries, man, they're, they're, not, they're a non-negotiable for me. Above all else, guard your heart. So how are you guarding your heart? That might look different for you, but for me, that's what I do. Standards, boundaries. So if my standard is my road to kingdom living and my boundaries are my map to kingdom living, I'd say my values are my road signs to kingdom living. Road signs, the things on the road, the things that are always there that tell you there's a detour, there's a rest stop, the things that tell you to slow down, the things that tell you there's construction along the way. We don't ever really look at them when we drive because we just know where we're going, right? When I go to work every morning, I don't read the road signs, even though they're there, even though they're always there. In this Christian life, I've been living as a Christian for so long, sometimes I forget to look at the signs. Chadi, what does that mean? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. These are my road signs. Uh, but the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in your lives like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Sometimes I forget to be patient. Sometimes I forget to have peace. Sometimes I forget to be kind and be good and faithful and gentle and, and my self-control goes out the door and I forget to have love and I lose my joy because I'm traveling on a road that I've traveled before. But the truth is my values keep me moving forward when I'm actually paying attention and I'm actually living set apart. Chad, you tell me you don't do this all the time? No, man, I do it every day I try to. But there are days where I get frustrated and I say words that I'm embarrassed about and I'm not the best Christian and I embarrass myself and I forget sometimes. I'm not a perfect person, but God doesn't need me to be perfect. He needs me to be willing. And God doesn't need you to be perfect. He just needs us to be surrendered. And that's who we are. Surrendered, surrendered, set apart. That's who we are. In moments where I've lost my way, I remember that what I should be producing in my life are these things. So I get back on the road. 
and I start cultivating these things yet again in my life. If I want to produce love, I surround myself with people that I love to remind me of the feeling. Sometimes you got to have the feel first, you know? Joy, I'm reminded that joy is not a feeling, it's a time with my creator, so I start spending time in worship. If I've lost my peace, I have to remember that God is actually my peace and that my peace has never gone away. Patience, I take a step back and I start to process why I reacted the way that I did. Kindness, I could, ah, man, I can tell you how many times I've said something or done something and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe that kindness and goodness and faithfulness did not come out of my mouth. I'm very, very abrupt and very intense, so so gentleness is hard for me. And to be honest, I could do without another cheeseburger. But values are important. They push us forward. So when I find myself off-roading, I immediately adjust and surround myself with those values. I've learned in my 37 years not to waver from the kingdom road. Oh, or God's plan for me. Because it's full of everything I need. And only he can make the audibles. Only he can make the decisions for a detour. A uh, quick story. In Matthew 22, Jesus is on the road. And he's focusing on the right signs and he's focusing on the right things. And so far, Jesus in Matthew 22 has cleared a temple. This is what he's done so far in, the, in, in Matthew. He's cleared a temple. He's cursed a fig tree. He's warned people uh, of living a duplicit life. He's explained that his heart is for people. Um, he says that a few are chosen. The religious people get really, really frustrated and they start to plot against him. And here we find Jesus in 2215 and he's in a temple with a bunch of pharisees and religious people and they're trying to um pick a fight with him um how do i how do i paraphrase this story and pretty much they send in the disciples and they're, they're talking to him and somebody says hey teacher we know you're a man of integrity get set, set apart get it he set apart and you teach the way of god in accordance to the truth um tell us then what's your opinion is it right to pay the imperial tax to caesar or not But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin you used for your paying your tax. And they bought it to him. They showed them the denarius. And he says, What image is this? Who whose inscription? And they say, Caesar uh, Caesar's. And they replied, um, then he said, Go give to Caesar's what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. And then they heard this and they were amazed. Um, I'm not gonna get out of the story what you think I'm gonna get out. What I like about the story is that Jesus yet again didn't waver from the plan. He wasn't trying to pick a fight. He wasn't there in the temple to prove the religious people of the day were wrong. He wasn't um he wasn't there to like pick fights that wouldn't win a battle. He simply brought the focus back to what really mattered. The coin wasn't the thing. It was it was actually illegal to have that in the temple. And so him calling them out was so gangster. But his response um, actually was a paraphrase and a rabbinical saying of the time, um, pretty much that was just bringing everyone's focus back to the goal of God was really to be um, for us to be image bearers. And um, so it was like the king, the, uh, a king's image is on a coin, but God's image is on his people. And so he was pretty much, he was saying that when he was saying, give to God what's God, give to Caesars what's Caesars. He was reminding people to be an image bearer of the creator. That's the goal. Do you find yourself in situations where things maybe not might, hmm, you might find yourself in situations where like you want to pick a fight, you're a little frustrated, you forgot your values, your standards weren't set. You definitely, definitely didn't have any boundaries. And here you're picking fights when the reality is Jesus could have totally lost his cool in this situation and he, he brought everything back to the fact that we were called to be image bearers what would happen in our lives if we would stop being so trendy stop being the most creative stop trying to fit a mold and instead we realize we will never fit that mold because jesus never meant for us to fit that mold
That's not what we were created for. We were created to be more, to do more, to love more, to have more peace, more joy, more kindness, more self-control than anyone else. That's what we were called to do. We were called to be set apart. Set apart. I know that's scary for some of you. Hey, well, you know, I'm not real good at like being set apart because I'm scared of what people are going to say. And, you know, oh my God, we're in a place everyone's going to be offended. Who cares? Who cares if people are offended? You can't control people's, you can't control how people react. You only can control what you say and how you say it. So be a person like Jesus and have standards that mold you, boundaries that safeguard you and values that define you. That's the win. Look, don't just be a good person. Be a kingdom person. Because the truth is, in this world, it will plot and push you back to make rash decisions. Decisions where you no longer reflect your creator. So love God with all you are. Love people with all he is. And guard your heart and produce good things. Don't be a person who everyone sees and believes that they're trendy. The kingdom's not a fad. Don't be a part of that system. It is a heavenly movement. It's the heart of our creator to see his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be an image bearer. That's who you are. Be okay with being set apart. Be okay with not being like the status quo. You weren't meant for that. You were meant for more. Guys, trendiness is not a thing. It's not. It's so stupid. (laughs) But being set apart, it's flipping awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for screaming at you for 21 minutes and 22 seconds. But I love you. I love you, weirdos.